Hi, everybody. Have you registered for Germinate yet? No? Well, let me tell you why I think you need to do that right away. This is Kendra, also known as KC, with the Green and Growing Education team. And I am definitely one of those folks that at the end of the day, my desk has to be clear. My truck has to be cleaned out. When I step away from my office, when I walk back into my house, I want to know that what I needed to accomplish is done for the day. It gets me excited for what comes next. So in my personal opinion, the sooner you register for Germany, the sooner you can excite, get excited for everything that's in store. What has you fired up to learn and grow in 2022? Hey friends, it's Hannah here, and I am doing a podcast that's a little bit different than normal, um, and I am so excited to share with you. Now to start, I have a question. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What things would you go after? What dreams do you have that you would want to accomplish if you knew failure was not an option, that you would succeed? I want you to think about that. For me, I think about some of the stuff I ponder and then step back from because I'm afraid. Some of the things that I've tried and I've failed at and so now I don't don't want to do it again. Don't want that, that feeling of failure again. Some things that I have no idea where to even begin. And so the overwhelm of that feels like, why even bother? Why even try and start to chase that dream or go after that goal? And today, if you're having similar thoughts, I am here to challenge you. Now, this is a fun fact, but we, as human beings, we have all experienced failure. Every single one of us, whether it was as a child learning how to ride a bike and it's the repetitive like pedal, fall, pedal, fall. Finally, maybe you're like me and your dad pushed you down a hill and you finally figured it out. Maybe it wasn't in, in school and there was a subject that was really difficult and you experienced failure or on a sports team. Maybe you, you didn't block that that puck will use a Minnesota hockey reference or Midwest hockey reference. You didn't you didn't guard, and the puck got got into the goalie's net. Um, as a parent, maybe you feel like you're not home enough for your 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 kiddos. Or as a teacher, maybe you feel like that lesson just totally flopped, or you don't even have a great lesson for the week ready to go. Maybe you are, are just living day by day for your lesson plans. And I think the comforting part in that is that we have all experienced some type of failure. 
the good news is most great things have started with a whole bunch of failure. So I think about the lifelong skill of me being able to ride a bike and that was a whole stinking lot of failure and some scunned up knees and a scunned up nose. But now I have that skill as an adult that I can ride a bike. New York Times best-selling authors oftentimes have crappy first books that they've written. Crappy first books that they've written. Oftentimes you hear of professional um, sports athletes who maybe have been passed up and overlooked and now are on professional sports teams. What if chasing failure was the quickest way to success? I'm going to say that again. What if chasing failure was the quickest way to success? Now, I have to be honest, I was so inspired um, by the idea of chasing failure um, after listening to an audiobook called Chasing Failure by Ryan Leake. And he also has a documentary to go along with it. And the documentary outlines his goal. He, he was asked the question, what would you do if you couldn't fail? And he said, I'd try out for the NBA. And they said, what? <laughs> You'd try out for the NBA? He said, yeah. He played basketball in, in college, but was he, in his words, on a D3-ish team? <laughs> Um, but he said he would do that and the documentary is all about him chasing failure knowing he probably isn't going to make it into an NBA team but getting to the point where he gets to try out for the Phoenix Suns it's an incredible story and I won't go too in depth but a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is based off of the book that is his experience of this. I feel like so often we we feel like we need to explain ourselves, like we need to find significance. I think something that's so interesting is when someone asks you, what do you do? Immediately... We're trying to think about, like, is saying I'm an ag teacher, like, is my title enough, an agriculture teacher, enough to tell them who I am? Enough to tell them that I work endless hours, that I care about my students so much? When I say agriculture teacher, is it enough to let them know that I am trying to create students who are advocates for agriculture in our communities? It's as if our life isn't interesting enough or we feel insecure in our own shoes. And I think really behind it all, we want to feel significance beyond our title, right? Like we want to feel significance beyond I'm a teacher. Um, and we want people to know how much we care for our students, how much we care about the content that we teach. 
And I think sometimes we, when we're thinking about going for those big goals and we think about those big giant dreams, it's the piece of struggling not with failure, but with the fear of failure. And I think if we dig a little bit deeper, it, it, it's multifaceted. It's what other people think of me, um, how that impacts me, what is that impact on my title. But what I want you to challenge you and just like ask another question is, what's the worst if I don't make it? What's the worst if I coach this egg comp team all year and they get fourth out of fifth place. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen if I spend a whole bunch of time planning a lesson and it absolutely tanks? What's the worst that can happen if I go and get my doctorate to become an, an administrator and I realize I really stink and hate it? You know, I think I think sometimes we're our own worst critic in in getting in our heads and, and having that fear. And I think if we are working to channel our negative thoughts and other people's maybe negative opinions into positive energy, we can completely flip that script. People are so afraid of failure that they do nothing at all. And dang, that makes me so sad. It makes me so sad thinking about even students who are afraid to fail. And so maybe they don't, you know, they don't want to join FFA because they feel like they might not fit in. Or they don't want to try out for that lacrosse team because they're not sure if they'll make it or they don't want to make it but be on the C squad. And I want you to think about today maybe just not specifically yourself as you're listening to this but maybe even your students as well. Like how are we coaching them to take their dreams off the shelf and stop being scared to lose? How, how do you take your dreams off the shelf and, and stop being scared to lose? You do it. You do it. And there's, there's no blueprint on where to start. You just need to start somewhere. Now, with Green and Growing, it has been such a beautiful thing to be able to watch and unfold and just from proximity to Sarah and having her as such a close friend, I know that when she started Egg Teacher How To's, the Instagram, um, <laughs> many years ago, four or five years ago, six years ago, she did not think that she was going to start a virtual conference for teachers. She did not think that she was going to have a podcast for agriculture teachers. It was a, I am going to share what I'm doing in my classroom today. A start somewhere right a start somewhere
The reality for you and me is that the only thing someone can say to us at the door of opportunity is no. Is no. As Ryan Leak was trying to get or have the ability to try out for some of these NBA teams, he just began sending emails to every every team, every NBA team, and he began receiving emails back. They said, no, this is not for us. Not right now. We don't have the time. Sorry, not for us. And what's so scary about that word? Like, what's so scary about someone saying no to us? Um, I think about, like, the word potential. I think that we use that often as teachers. It, it's thrown around our whole lives, that word potential. And if you want to do something you've never done, you need to do something you've never done. You need to email that person and get a response that says no. And then you need to email that next person and get a response that says no. Or let's say you're really interested in pursuing your admin license. You need to go ask your admin if you can shadow them for a day. And the worst that they can say is nah. Not right now, bro. <laughs> like that's the worst that you can say or they can say. And then you can go to another school, find another admin and ask them, right? Or maybe you apply to various different colleges to do your master's. And what I know is that at some point, that opportunity door is going to open. I have a question for you. How many of you have said or thought in your head, I'm not going to do X because I'm not sure what the other teachers at school will think of me. I'm not going to wear that holiday sweater because I know the teacher in the room next door does not like dress up days and they'll turn their nose up at me. I'm not going to do a STEM challenge at the beginning of each class because I know other teachers think I'm wasting time at the beginning of the class and having too much fun with my students. I know that if I start pursuing, an, um, pursuing getting my um, admin license, that teachers in the egg ed community will be upset with me for leaving or for leaving teaching. What if you took a step into the direction of your dream? What you would be doing is leaving behind the opinions of other people. Leaving behind the opinions of other people. And one of the greatest days in life, and I just know this from experience of my own, is the day you wake up and you stop caring about what people think of you. That truly is the day the world gets to see what you're really made of. 
cool is that? The authentic you, the, the you you are meant to be, the world gets to experience that. Your students get to experience that. Other teachers get to experience that. Your family gets to experience that. Your friends get to experience what you're really made of. I think the person holding you back the most is probably you. And I know that because I've experienced that like recently. (laughs) And I think sometimes I get so in my head about what other teachers might think about my lesson that I post on Instagram and is it a complete, complete lesson? I don't have explicit instructions for this lesson that I just taught and I am the explicit instruction guru. How can I possibly post that on Instagram? Some people avoid discomfort and they choose the path of least resistance. They move into that comfort zone to conform, to be, I don't know, push the easy button to just just stay status quo. And I think successful people face criticism. They post that lesson and when someone posts or someone points out that they don't have explicit instructions, they say, you're right, I don't, and take it in stride. If all you hear is encouragement, then you're probably doing something wrong. Now, that is not fun to hear. I dislike that a whole bunch. (laughs) But criticism, if it's legit, gives you an opportunity to get better. And boy, do I love a stinking opportunity to get better. better. And boy, do I know in my heart of hearts that there are so many areas that I can grow in. If criticism is false, it allows you to be more confident of who you are and what you're doing. Now, I know last year I've shared a little bit about my experience of being at a different school and that some of the criticism I received was false. And it took me a while and I had internalized it for a while and really held on to it and it made me question my own um, self-worth and it made me question my confidence in being a teacher. And as I've unpacked it, and kind of laid all my cards out on the table, what I've found is that everything else supports that I am a great teacher who cares a lot about my students and tries my best every day. And I can feel so confident in who I am as a teacher and what I'm doing every day in the classroom because of that. The really cool thing is that critique means you're not on the sidelines anymore. You're in the game. 
And let me say that again, because as agriculture teachers, I feel like we get critiqued a little bit more than our coworkers. Critique means you're not on the sidelines anymore. You're in the game. You are in the game. Now, if you're going to be successful in a specific arena, we know in our heads there's a certain path you're expected to go down with its own tolls to pay in order to be successful in others' eyes. For our students, I see them being a creed speaker, competing in a CDE, making it to state, making it to nationals, getting their state degree, getting their American degree, um, going to an ag college, becoming an agriculture education major, going and teaching at a school, having students have projects. Um, you can see that natural progression, right? And for each school, it's probably specific in what everyone else has done before those students or what every teacher has done before you. And what I just want to challenge you with is the idea that waking up one day, having achieved success in the eyes of others, is a sad day when you remain discontent with who you are. And I think about that in the eyes of our students that we might have an expectation for them to make it to state or make it to nationals, or we might have an expectation for them to be in every single ag class that we teach. Um, as teachers, we might have an expectation um, that we are going to get Teacher Turn the Key Award or that we are going to win Outstanding Teacher Mentor or some specific award. And that's not always the case. And that's not always an accurate measurement of success. I want you to think about what your dream is or what your goal is that maybe has been in the back of your mind as I've been talking today. Maybe it's something personal, like you wanna learn how to play piano. Maybe it's something professional, like you want to be a teacher mentor in your county, or you want to get your admin license. Maybe it's something specific for you and your students, or what you're teaching, or your egg program. And I just want to nudge you a bit and remind you that dreaming is free. It's so free. You can dream as much as you want. And living it out comes with a price tag. I'll be very honest. It comes with a price tag. But you can't do something new that you've never done and still live with the mindset that you've never done it. There needs to be change, there needs to be movement, and there has to be small steps and small changes in, in knowing that you're growing and in knowing that you're, you're getting one step closer and the path to what that dream is or what that goal is might not always be clear. Now, 
I know I mentioned a little bit about criticism and I think another thing that we should chat about is if someone is actually better at you better than you at something now (laughs) there are many people that I can think about that are better than me at things we talk about in Germany all the time and green and growing how really within agriculture teachers specialize in specific areas and have areas that they just love like Tim Davis who loves agronomy and Derek McCracken who is a intro to shop guru um Cara Parlato who's out in California and has the science standards down to a T and I want to challenge you that I feel like sometimes as teachers we get so in our heads about not being great at everything not taking that next step because we are intimidated and we feel like we can't be as good as that person that we look up to and we admire. When I think about Ryan Leak trying out for the NBA, y'all, he's not as good as Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Ain't no way. <laughs> so he still did it. Just because someone's better than you doesn't mean you have to live feeling intimidated by them. Doesn't mean that you have to not do things because you're not going to do them to that caliper or their caliper. Quite honestly, that's so silly. So I want you to think about this. Like, Ryan Leak got to try out for the Phoenix Phoenix Suns. Did he make it on the team? Absolutely not. (laughs) Did he get a tryout with the NBA? (laughs) Absolutely. And how did he get there? How do you get there? How do you get to your goal? It's by chasing failure. Chasing failure will take you further than chasing success ever will. Those embarrassing moments where someone tells you no or you fail a class or your students come in last for their CDE can turn into the greatest moment. Y'all, Ryan Leak has a story that he got to try out for the NBA as a regular Joe. I'd be telling that story at every party I've been to. (laughs) But the cool thing is, he's wrote a book from it. He's made a documentary from it. He does public speaking about it now. And he has a connection with the Phoenix Suns because of it. (laughs) Embrace failure, friends. Be us without fear. Think about the world and what it looks like with the real you in it. When you stop being afraid to fail. Now, this is the part where I envision you, you know, coaching your officer team or doing some great self-talk in the car of like, all right, Hannah, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to do this. But what happens when I fail? Like, what do I do with failure? I'm going to give you four things, okay? You are going to live with the fact that you tried. And how stinking cool is that? 
you embraced obstacles, you put yourself out there, you were vulnerable, and that in and of itself is so cool. So you're gonna live with the fact that you tried it. Second thing that you are going to think about is that failing doesn't mean you are a failure. Failing doesn't mean you are a failure. It has nothing to do with your worth. It means that you're growing, it means that you're learning, and it means that you are one step closer to your dream, your goal, moving down that path of becoming a better version of you. Third thing, when you fail, learn all that you can from that failure. Take away the positives and think about how can I get better? How can I get better? These are the things that went well. These are the things I can improve on. (laughs) I love the story of Ryan Leake in in the NBA (laughs) because he talks about he was doing all right, shooting and all of that, and then they had a three-minute drill where he had to run back and forth down that court. And what you found is that he started off way too fast. So about a a minute and 30 seconds in, he didn't have any gas left in the engine. And he learned from that. And the last thing is once you've looked at the positives, you've figured out how you can get better, get back on the horse and try again. Get back on the horse and try again. I want you to think about a big canyon. And on one side, it's who we are. And on the other side, it's who we want to be. And in that canyon or in that gap, toss all the insecurities, all the worries, all the thoughts about what other people think of you, the criticism, toss it in the canyon and wave goodbye. Start building yourself a nice little bridge to get across that. I'm so happy y'all joined me today and I just I want to ask you a few last questions what are you waiting for not big huge dream or even those little goals what are you waiting for and the second thing I want to ask you is who is waiting on you who in this world is waiting for you to be their new principal? Who in this world is waiting for you to coach that next team? Who in this world is waiting for you to start playing piano so you can play at their wedding? Our world isn't the same without you and your dream. So go for it, friends. Start chasing failure.